I'm scrolling through Facebook the other day. I've got the Facebook app on my phone, as I'm sure you guys do as well. And I saw this video. It was a recommended for you video, not mm-hmm. like from a page I follow and not an ad, just a recommended for you video. And it was this guy drawing something, which was like 3D illusions. Like he's drawing something in pencil. It gives the impression that it's in 3D. Yes. Okay. And I was like, all right, this is cool. So I watched the whole thing and then I kept scrolling. I didn't click it. I didn't like it. I just stopped my scrolling to watch it for like a minute and then continued my scrolling. Mm-hmm. Didn't like it. Didn't touch it. And then I closed the app. Next time I opened the app, everything on Facebook was just like how to draw optical yeah. illusions and stuff like that. It was mind blowing. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> they time how long you look at stuff to decide whether you like it or not. Uh, you done fucked up by looking at that. That's right. It's so creepy. They just know I stopped scrolling. So it's just, yeah. you like that? All right. Mm. Have as much as like in the Simpsons <laughs> with Homer and the donuts. It was like, have all that you can take. Oh, it was ridiculous. Uh, Hello and welcome to your favorite podcast, Brad is a Bad Person. My name is Morgan, I am the host of this podcast, and I'm feeling crazy. I'm joined as always by Lachlan. Wubba lubba dub dub. Who is unpredictable, case in point. And by Brad. <laughs> Hello. Who is going off chops. <laughs> Today we're getting wild and doing the next installment of our wild card series. Wild card, bitches! For those new to the podcast, our wildcard series is when we choose our own topics without any common theme and without telling the others first. How are we today, guys? Ready to get wild? Oh, I'm yeah. feeling very wild. You should use that song. You know, what's that one? Go, go, hit em up, start. <laughs> get buck wild, you know that song? No. When the girl's gonna get buck wild. No, not a, anyway. quite as big a fan of the R&B genre as you are, Morgan. Yeah, actually, we can't use any copyrighted music in our fucking. <laughs> we can. Oh, that's right. We get copy striked. Podcasts keep getting striked for it. Mm. I'm surprised we haven't got one for the uh, wildcard segment. So the wildcard <laughs> yeah. um, sounder uh, should be fun though. You guys got something wild for us? Yeah, I, today? Got, I got something I think is adequately wild. I don't know about wild. Sufficiently but it's, wild. Uh, it's a wild card. Mm. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I uh, am well, intrigued. before we get. S- before we get started today, I want to remind everyone to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe on SoundClouds, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like, if you leave us a nice review on iTunes, we'll give you a shout out during the show to say thank you. If you want to get in contact with us and suggest an episode idea or just say hi, please do. We always love interacting with our fans. You can do that on any of our social media or through our website, bradisabadperson.com. If you really, really like us, you can send us some cash through paypal.me slash brad is a bad person to help with running costs or otherwise the best thing you can do to support the show is to tell a friend to listen actually we got a nice review during the week so i'll read that out now it's from oh, please the wolf bite says love the show i leave it on when i'm falling asleep i miss morgan's movie review it was the best segment. of course now oh. read that shit <laughs> With your fucking burner account, leaving reviews. <laughs> I I swear that wasn't me. Thank you, Wolfbot. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Wolf Yes, Morgan. that was very nice. I'm yes. glad you enjoy listening to our dulcet tones as you fall asleep. Okay. This validates <laughs> my theory that Morgan's Movie Review is the best segment, um, the fan favorite segment, and it's just uh, that, you know, my fans don't shout about it as much as, well, you know, Brad's fans do, for example, and I'm more like Trump, you know, with the silent majority, <laughs> yeah, as he says. Yeah, sure, mate, sure. 
Brad's power rankings is the Hillary Clinton of the podcast world. <laughs> Let's fucking not. In that she will commit suicide if you openly speak out against it. Yeah, you cancel it if you say Brad's power rankings is not the best. Hillary has made um, BPR on two or three occasions and not in a positive light. Yeah, you're on a shit list. Mm. Um, Lachlan, do you want to get this party started by cracking open a cold one with the boys? It's time to crack open a cold one with the boys. This week is a wild card episode, so I have a wild turkey American honey uh. and cola. Oh, interesting. Um, so I believe this is sweeter than your traditional bourbon because of the honey. Uh, I should mention this was very generously donated by John. So thank you, John. Uh, Long time listener and fan of the show. Yeah. Um, I don't normally drink bourbon, but, uh, you know, that's just okay. fucking crazy. Wild card, bitches! Yeah! Let's crack this bitch up. Uh, that is very sweet. Cool. <laughs> Have you been saving it because it's got wild in the name? Ah, uh, no, happy accident. Oh, huh. yeah. Just coincidental. All right, Lachlan, well, thank you for doing your segment. You're welcome. Speaking of segments, I've come up with a brand new segment. Oh. Oh, no. uh, but it requires the audience to join in. So I've got nothing for us this week, but this is the announcement. I'm starting a new segment called Morgan's Mailbag. Oh, no. So isn't this I've just... Set up... <laughs> no, no. I've set up a new email address, morganbiabp at gmail.com. You can send me anything you want to send me, comments, suggestions, Anything that's on your mind, you can ask me to read something out on the show. Whatever you send me makes it onto the show. This so just is a bad whatever idea. Whatever you want to send. Just, it's a mailbag. You know, you're like, I want to get in touch with the boys. I want to talk to Morgan. You know, tell me you want to bring, you want me to bring back Morgan's movie review. I you feel know, whatever. like this just is just send a, it a looser a version of uh, Lachlan's Advice Corner, helping losers act normal. But yeah, looser as in better, because yours is just for advice. Well, Mine is, you yeah. know, they can make a comment where they say um, anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a very well thought out and structured segment. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, that's exactly right. He saw a hole in the market and now he's trying to corner it. So you've got some competition left in. I think you need to try exactly. harder. So what hey, was this, that? This uh, is- what was that email address again, Morgan? Just for those listening and uh, perhaps currently with sending you on a the podcast. <laughs> So, the acronym for the show, Brad is a bad person, B-I-A-B-P. So, it's morganbiabp at gmail.com. And yeah, this isn't just for, you know, non-participatory listeners. You guys listen too. You can send me stuff. Okay, absolutely. Don't worry. Well, (laughs) I think you should uh, check your inbox now, Morgan. I have a feeling. (laughs) I have a feeling you may have just received a message. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's not set up on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look it up on my uh, desktop. So, anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what, what Morgs gets, see if he can corner the market in a, market in a hostile takeover of Lachlan's segment. Please Free market and play. send him dick pics. 
fine with me. You can also <laughs> ask me for advice. I'll give you some advice on your penis. Better not. Um, is this infected? <laughs> yeah, let's turn this into a Lachlan's uh, advice corner for penises. Okay, awesome. <laughs> um, all right, I'm going to go first tonight. I'm getting really wild up in here Uh-oh. in a literal sense. I'm going to talk about the culmination of 23 years of research. A long 22 years living deep in the Ugandan jungles, studying the most brutal chimpanzee troop ever documented. So David Watts, an anthropologist, went into the Ngogo forest in Uganda in 1994 to study an unusual chimpanzee troop. He wanted to film them, but apes are naturally sceptical of humans. However, Jane Goodall showed that it was possible to live among the great apes. It just takes patience. In 1995, Watts spent seven months straight following his chimpanzees. Every day he would find them, and every day they would run off. Another anthropologist, John Matani, came to join Watts during this period. Finally, one day when they found the chimps, one of them didn't run off. They named this late adolescent male Hare, H-A-R-E. He saw Matani and wasn't afraid. He started walking off at a slow pace, and Matani followed him for over 500 metres, expecting Hare to run at any moment. When Matani realised the chimp wasn't afraid and wasn't going to run, he almost began crying. Finally, they might be able to start studying these chimps in earnest. It had taken seven months. Over the next few months, each of the chimps started getting more comfortable with the men in their presence. They stopped running off. The chimps ignored them and didn't interact with them, but they didn't run off. It was actually the ideal scenario for filming and studying. Uh-huh. It's a... Uh- you know it's it's been a long seven months when a monk like when a chimp doesn't run from you and you like start crying. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, sitting in the Ugandan forest for seven months chasing fucking chimps around, and all of a sudden one just like doesn't just run off immediately and you burst into tears. That is that is rough. <laughs> <laughs> it's an emotional time. Yeah, I Shannon and I got a cat recently, <laughs> and we Very brought the similar. cat home, and it hid from us for what felt like an eternity but it was really only about an hour and when it came out after that hour from underneath the couch and started you know coming up and playing with us it was uncontrolled almost but (laughs) (laughs) so yeah seven seven months worth of that would have been pretty rough Mm. um probably would have taken it back anyway (laughs) 22 years later in 2017 the tv station discovery uk released a documentary titled rise of the warrior apes which intercut footage taken in the Ngogo forest with interviews featuring Watts, Mitani, and other men who spent time with the chimps. The documentary is available to watch for free on YouTube, and I would highly recommend it. Mm. Yes, yes, definitely. I don't know how they got it on there, but it hasn't been taken down. It's been (laughs) on there for ages, so... Watts and Mitani were able to tell the chimps apart by their features and started giving them names. They quickly realised that this was a much larger group than normal. In 1996, they believed there were 142 chimps in this troop. Cool. That's For a lot. reference, chimp troops are usually between 40 and 50 individuals. Other researchers told them this troop was too big and asked them when they expected it to split. They said that was the wrong question. It's not when will they split, it's how did they get this big, what's keeping these chimps together. Mm-hmm. The men are able to slowly map out the territory of the Ngogo chimps. 
It is 28 square kilometres in roughly a circular shape. So think of a circle with a diameter of about six kilometres. The okay. king of these 142 individuals, the big daddy, the alpha chimp, the top dog, as it were, <laughs> was Mawea. Mawea. Chimpanzee tribes are extremely hierarchical. Every male in the troop knows their position in the hierarchy, but even more so, they know every other male's ranking. When a male chimp interacts with a male higher in the hierarchy, he must defer to him, making a noise called pant grunting and generally acting submissive. Not doing this risks an ass whooping. (laughs) The way out through the hierarchy is to refuse to act submissive or to challenge a higher chimp. Did you guys know that? That not only do they know where they're positioned, they actually know where every other chimp's positioned. So, mm. like, they don't see two chimps and go, they're both above me. They say, that one's above me and that one's above that one. Mm. I guess that's like knowing everyone you work with, their position at work. Yeah. 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 But I that's mean, like 142 that's people. That's a lot of. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a lot. It's pretty smart. Mm. Well, they only got to take. They only got to. Worry about the males. So, you know, like 70 odd. Chicks are all down the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> <Chimps are sad. laughs> um, anyway, Bartok. Bartok was the number two chimp. Something I really enjoyed about this documentary was they would flash up the chimp's name along with his rank whenever the oh, chimp was introduced nice. or, whenever the ch- or whenever the chimp's rank changed. Mm. Bartok was good buddies with Mawaya and he was groomed to be the next number one chimp. He had strong social bonds with the other male chimps, and the researchers described him as a political tactician. He was winning he's hearts and minds all over the jungle. He's a fucking monkey. <laughs> he's not a monkey, he's an ape. <laughs> he was winning hearts and minds all over this jungle, and soon Mawea's time was going to be up. It would be Bartok taking over in a peaceful transition. However, a chimp named Lofty had other plans. He was sitting at number seven, but was rising through the ranks quickly. The researchers described Lofty as a bully. Ooh. Yes, Lachlan, a monkey can be a bully. Nate. Yep. It was. <laughs> How did you not make a pun from his name? Come on. He's got yeah. Lofty. Yeah, he had Lofty He's ambitions. He's got Lofty yeah, goals. Come on. Yeah. He was a big boy and very aggressive. Rather than challenging number six, he went straight for Bartok and deposed him for the number two spot. Mm. Now he had his eye set on Moaya. Over the next two months, he became increasingly hostile towards Moaya, challenging his authority. He's not paying the appropriate respects, and he's posturing to take over. Moaya smells the blood in the water and decides to step aside before it comes to blows. He knows he would not be able to defeat Lofty. Mm. Lofty is now number one. And quickly, Bartok retakes his second spot by challenging Mawaya. Mawaya backs off and takes a subservient number three spot. No hard feelings, though. Mawaya remains an ally of Bartok. This is some, like, fucking ape Game of Thrones shit. I'm hooked. I'm (laughs) hooked. Oh, God. Am I going to be disappointed by the end? Yeah, by Game of Thrones. (laughs) Lofty reached the top of the troop on his own. He didn't form alliances or coalitions. He didn't play the political game and wait his turn. He reached number one through sheer power and strength. He was fearless and didn't play nice. Lofty ruled the only way he knew how. By himself. He didn't have, he didn't have allies. He didn't have confidants. He spent his time beating the shit out of other chimps to assert his dominance and remind them of his position. On top. <laughs> 
He reigned as brutally as he rose. <laughs> what an absolute chad. I just want to reconfirm. <laughs> These are like monkeys. Like furry Apes. animals that live in the forest. Chimpanzees. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Meanwhile, Bartok was biding his time forming alliances. He spent time with the other males doing mutual grooming to form bonds. He was ready to make his move. One day, Bartok and four other males, including Hare and Moya, jumped Lofty out of the blue and beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> it was vicious, it was brutal, and now Bartok was number one. Lofty's reign of terror was over after only 18 months. Long live Bartok. <laughs> when, when his reign of terror was over, did they cover how far he fell in the rankings? Was he like... No, I was hoping they would mm. say that if he went down to number two or, or if he went, he to, went like to, like, number six. Or seven. Because it would have been Bartok, those four, and then him as six. I don't know. Um, yeah, they didn't cover that, unfortunately. Mm. But, you know, enough about politics. Let's get to the juicy stuff. <laughs> Let's talk about hunting. Oh. Chimpanzees are omnivores who prefer to eat fruit. They don't eat meat often, but they regularly hunt red colobus monkeys and other small mammals. It was thought that they did this when food supplies were low. When they couldn't get enough fruit, they would have to eat meat. It turns out, however, that the hunting is actually independent of the amount of fruit they have. It's all about male social bonding. The males go off on these hunts, each with a role to play. They work as a team in a hierarchy, and they eat as a team in a hierarchy. It's all posturing. The researchers began to see the troop getting more aggressive and more brutal. Two more researchers came on board in the early 2000s, including Bill Wallauer, a a professional wildlife cameraman. Word had reached the States about this fucking mental troop of chimps, and people started volunteering to help the research. (coughs) They were getting more people on board, more funding, more and better cameras. Put this all together, and the result is better footage. They started hiring locals to help them keep track of the chimps. The researchers filmed the Ngogo chimps hunting very often, but at one point during this 23 years, for seemingly no reason, the males went on a hunting rampage. Over 10 days, they hunted 17 times, killing 8 to 10 red colobus monkeys per hunt, and in one hunt, they managed to kill 13 red colobus monkeys. What the fuck? All at once, they basically wiped out the entire red colobus monkey population in this part of the forest. It was disturbing and seemingly unnecessary. There is some extremely graphic footage of these chimps killing and eating monkeys. One time, they show a close-up of the chimps drawing and quartering a monkey. Oh my god. They rip its arms and legs off its dead body and start eating it right away. One chimp is even seen holding the monkey's decapitated head in his palm while eating its brain. The camera is less than five metres away. That's fucking mental. Yeah. (laughs) But it wasn't just monkeys that... It was funny the way they hunt as well, because, like, they each have roles to play. So, like, some of them actually swing through the canopy chasing the monkeys. Others are at, like, the bottom shaking the tree so the monkey knows it can't come down the tree. And then others, like, hide in places so they can just ambush it, like, jump Jump out out and grab it as it runs past. Which fucking psychopath's job is it to decapitate it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Watch that fucking chimp. Jesus Christ. That's just good fun afterwards. But it wasn't just monkeys that felt the brutality of these chimps. They had no issue being vicious towards other chimpanzees. A male named Allington was number six on the hierarchy. 
He was mates with everyone, and it seemed like he had no ambition to be number one. He wasn't a challenger. He had no desire for the top spot, because he was busy with other projects. The researchers jokingly called him the Commander, because he used to lead patrols and raids. Allington would go off by himself, or leading a small group of males. He went to the edge of the Ngogo Chimps territory, and often ventured outside. One day, a small group, led by Allington, was on patrol, and found an outsider chimp near the border of their territory and surrounded him. Oh no. Allington was the first to attack, and this caused the other chimps to jump in too. They were beating this stranger and biting him. They bit one of his ears off, and then they ripped his testicles off. Oh, God. Before he was finally beaten to death. Jesus Christ. I thought the Mike Tyson treatment was pretty harsh. (laughs) (laughs) They ripped his fucking nuts off. God. This was near the border of the Ngogo Chimps territory, but it was outside their territory, and they knew it. This was not a group of chimps defending their territory. It was strictly offensive. It was an outward push. In 2002, there are 171 chimps in the troop. It is now three times larger than the next largest known troop ever documented. A late adolescent male, Grappelli, starts rising through the ranks quickly. The way to do this is to challenge often and dominate often. He begins terrorizing the entire troop. He beats up mothers and their offspring. He beats up lower ranked males just for fun. Doesn't seem like a good way to rise up. It seems like a good top. way to just make you look like a dick. Yeah, the path <laughs> to the top is paved in domestic violence. <laughs> just beating the shit out of mothers and children. You would think Rapelli would be an asset in expanding the territory due to his brutality, but the other chimps decide that he is a menace and needs to be stopped. Grappelli is ranked number 19 when the higher-ups decide it's time to do something about him. Several males are walking as a group one day when all of a sudden one of them starts screaming. They all turn on Grappelli instantly and beat the shit out of him. It's an ambush and they're not fucking around. The males scream as they bite him, kick him and hit him. It's all on camera. It's chaotic and brutal. David Watts recalls the moment as a sad and horrifying event. During the incident, Wallauer and Watts are watching in horror. You can hear Watts saying to Wallauer, with his voice shaking, they're killing Grappelli, I don't know why. Grappelli is beaten to within an inch of his life when they finally relent. He gets up and moves slowly towards a tree, climbs up to a low branch, and starts whimpering. He is bloody and still bleeding. Wallauer says, there is no way another animal could survive that. Hare, who refused to take part in the attack, shooed the others away when they began circling at the bottom of the tree. The chimps obeyed Hare's wishes and all left. Grappelli leaves the tree and walks off slowly, in the opposite direction to where the other chimps just walked. Wallauer follows Grappelli, filming him for a short distance, but the emotion is too much to bear. Wallauer turns around because he doesn't want to watch Grappelli die. Ten days later, the researchers found the dead chimp's body. It was being eaten by ants. Ah, man. Anyone who doesn't think Planet of the Apes is a real thing should be (laughs) watching this right now, because it's us or or them at this point. Uh, A small group of Ngogo chimps are patrolling near the border when they are ambushed and all killed by a rival chimp troop. It sounds brutal, but don't feel too bad for our Ngogos. 
A retaliatory attack is filmed and it's fucking intense. Dozens of Ngogo males walk together towards the border, making low grunts. Like they're walking through the forest like, like they're they're gearing up for war. It's crazy. They're like, they're getting ready for guerrilla warfare. They're about to go ape shit. It is on like Donkey Kong. Oh, Uh, you're going to chimp out. Yeah. They find a group of rival chimps and murder every single one of them. They hit them, bite them, they stomp on them. It's an absolute massacre. Matani is present for the entire battle and says, It's hard to watch, it's brutal and disturbing. You can see these chimps jumping up and stomping on the still bodies of their enemies. They are viciously pounding them with their fists as quickly as a boxer with a speed bag. Jesus What really got me was the screaming. It's the chaos, the sound of chimps screaming and the dull thuds. It's a pretty cool scene. I think if it was in a, like a fiction, you'd be like, yeah, go get him. Yeah, that's awesome. Because it's like, you know, actually happened. It's kind of Yeah, like I disturbing. said, it's us or them at this point. Like they're, yeah, they're we, need a, we need a preemptive strike. And we do. We need to just nuke this forest. <laughs> yeah. Over a 10-year period, the Ngogo chimps went on so many raids in the area directly outside their northeast border that they almost wiped out all of the males from the neighbouring troop. The researchers documented 18 such attacks in the same region, and only four attacks on all other regions near their boundary. (laughs) They were focusing their expansion effort on this one particular region. Mm. Once the number of males in the other troop was low enough, the Ngogos simply walked in and took over. No resistance. This is ours now. They had expanded their territory to encompass their vanquished enemy's land. This gained them an extra six square kilometers. The documentary takes us up to 2017, when the troop population is a massive 204. It is now getting so big that some of the males don't recognize other males in their own troop. They don't pay respects to those above them in the hierarchy because they don't recognize those above them. It's getting chaotic, and the researchers fear the troop is becoming too big for the chimps to be able to stay as one cohesive unit. The most brutal chimpanzee society ever is still being studied to this day. Watts is still there, but Matani says in the documentary that he'll be moving on soon and several young researchers are carrying on with the study. <laughs> I can't believe... I couldn't get much I can't believe updated information they're, on they're so, like, organised. Mm. That's crazy. The chimps. Yeah. Like, I knew they, I knew they like, hunted in packs and stuff, but I didn't realise that their, like, hierarchy and, and politics was so um, advanced. Yeah. yeah. It's How's crazy. The, the ambush on... Crazy. Um, Grappelli. Like that's mental. Like, how, the fact how do that you, animals can seek revenge like that. How do you communicate that to the other chimps without language? Yeah. The fact that yeah. you're going to ambush him at this specific time—it's crazy. When one of us starts screaming, that's the yeah. that's the cue for jumping yeah. on Grappelli. Um, Don't like it. Don't like animals that are that smart. Have I, to kill I wonder if it's like one of them has the idea to do it, and he has some way of knowing if. Like, he can tell. Like, if I do this, the others are going to help. Yeah, maybe. Versus, yeah. But um, when they were going on uh, hunts, the uh, researchers were explaining to the camera, like, they're clearly communicating with each other. and mm. um, Or maybe it was a raid. But they're, like, they're clearly communicating with each other, but we can't tell how. They're using non 
verbal cues as well because they're trying to remain silent and they're like looking at each other and then like at certain times they all go and start moving so they've clearly you know got some way of communicating non-verbally to each other Mm. psychic chimps (laughs) and i like it yeah it's brutal go go forest has to go (laughs) (laughs) go go get out of here burn the whole thing down so you said the the documentary took it took him up to 2011 right 2017. Oh, 2017. Okay, so that was three years ago, and they're 204? Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I couldn't get any information on what's happened since then. Mm. I mean, like, if you if you look it up, it just tells you, like, what, what went on, what's been yeah. going on in the 25 years of research, but it doesn't, like, give you up-to-date inf- information on the... No, you know, no, they, they won't want blah, to do blah, that, because they'll be making another movie, and they don't want people to know what's going on. <laughs> like, yeah, true. It's spoilers. I, I like. I probably what I give it like five five years, and they'll drop another you know fat load of chimp violence on us. <laughs> I'm yeah, totally looking as, forward to it. As far as I could tell, um, Bartok was uh, the leader for like more than ten years, and then uh, another younger male took over, and Bartok mm. just you know still remained part of the tribe or whatever. But he reigned for a very long time. He's very yeah. successful. Ten years leader. at the top in the wild. That's that's. Yep. It's a solid rain, you'd think, wouldn't it? Mm, yeah. You think about like lions and stuff like that, they'd be stoked with ten years. I don't think they get that long at all. Yeah. yeah. It's um yeah, it's really it's really fascinating. And I, I remember it like I watched it a couple of years ago, so it would have only just come out and I could watch it for free on YouTube and I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to find somewhere to watch this documentary. But it's still up on YouTube. Like nobody's taking it down. <laughs> so I don't know if it's like I don't know. But so it was Rise of the Warrior Chips, right? Rise of the Warrior Apes. Apes, sorry. Yeah, yep. okay. Ooh, and yeah, a half. I would uh, definitely really recommend good. everyone go and watch that because it's brutal. I, I think you've shown me, shown me some scenes and stuff like that. It's pretty... I think I told you about it when I watched it the first time. Yeah, now. yeah. It, it is pretty fucking crazy. I, I definitely remember that scene where they turn on Grappelli and it is, it's fucking scary. They just, just beat this shit out of this one guy and he's like... Yeah. He's in there. He's one of their bros. I mean, I know he's an asshole, but god damn. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the boys. Yeah, could you imagine if you went to the pub and then just, you know, just hanging out and you're halfway there with your boys and then more of you just start squealing and then everyone jumps on me and just beats the shit out of me or something. Yeah. It's mental. I think it's almost worse that they didn't just beat him to death. They, like, beat him to within an inch of his life and then yeah, he crawled away to, to die. die. Like, yeah. Psychopath chimps. Crazy. Ugh. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah good they, wild card type topic. Yeah, Excellent. well, it was it was very very wild. I remember the first time I watched it, it was like really. I felt like after watching it, I was like really depressed and black pilled. I was just like, oh god, <laughs> this nature is just terrible. Yeah, you know, when like is hippies metal. tell you that. Yeah, like you know, hippies will tell you like nature is perfect and beautiful and harmonious, and you're like. God, no, there's some really fucked up shit in there. There's <laughs> yeah. chimps oh, yeah. ripping off other chimps' nuts. <laughs> <laughs> like, how is that beautiful and harmonious? Yeah, That's have you ever fucking seen crazy. A chimp eat a monkey's brains? Like, <laughs> oh, I was not ready for that. Like, yeah. you see him, like, holding a leg and, like, eating bloody flesh from the leg, and you're like, That's pretty bad. But then you see, like, yeah. it just. It has, like, one of them with a monkey's head. Like, it looked like something you'd see in, like, a like a horror movie or, you know, like a mystery yeah. movie where it's, like, a monkey's head. And he's just, like, chomping out of the top of its head. It's just disgusting. Yeah. 
Anyway, um, yeah, nature, nature is brutal. Nature sucks. You know, you got whales <laughs> drowning other whales for fun. You got bears holding down animals and eating them alive. You know, indifferent to their suffering. It's just horrible. Nature is fucking cruel. <laughs> anyway, start for Morgan's. Would you rather? Morgan. 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 Morgan's, would you rather? You know, the first Morgan's, would you rather was actually a standalone segment in a wildcard episode, and I thought it worked well for that wildcard, so I turned it into a segment. Do you guys remember that? Yes. I do. Yeah, my entire wildcard was five different, uh, five different or six different would you rathers, and one of them was about getting your arm ripped off by a chimpanzee. Yes, uh-huh. it was, yes, yeah. So, today, I thought I'd give a little twist on that one. Would you rather get your arm ripped off by a chimpanzee and it doesn't get attached back? You lose your arm? Mm. Yeah. Or would you rather your nuts get ripped off by um, a chimp, um, but then they put your nuts back on? Um. Ugh. <laughs> um, no question. <laughs> Come on, Brad. How is that something you need to think about? Brad's face. No, I mean, I like my arms. I like my nuts. <laughs> Do I get to choose which arm? Can it be left? Because I just can't. I can't go to being a lefty. I got thirty years of using my right hand. I just can't do it. I'd rather kill myself. Than it's on the chips. I think it's one yeah. chip on each side, and they both pull at the same time. It's like a Christmas bonbon. Just whichever one comes off first. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's even better than what I was thinking. I was just thinking the chip gets to decide. Uh, <laughs> if you could guarantee me it was my left arm, it'd be left arm for sure. But you, you don't get your arm back. Yeah, I know, but. You get your I nuts just... ripped off, they put them back on, you're whole. <laughs> you're whole. Oh, yeah, you put your nuts back on. The pain. The, the <laughs> and the humiliation. Pain. Yeah. You can't, you can't come back from that. You, if a monkey rips your nuts off, you can't come back from that. Yeah, the, the damage that it's going to do to your psyche will be much worse than the physical. It'll condition. forever be known as the guy who got his nuts ripped off by a monkey. Yeah, you'll end up on yeah. an asshole podcast like ours. Talking you were just trying to have a nice day at the zoo with your family. And, you know, now you're on a fucking newspaper headline. <laughs> um, uh, uh, but on the, like I said, on the other hand, though, I couldn't go to being a lefty. I just couldn't. <laughs> the biggest one is wiping my ass. I just It'd be like it being a two-year-old all over again. It'd be oh. shit all over my fingers and... It'd just be just a fucking mess. I don't know about it. See, I actually, I'm right-handed, but I wipe with my left hand. Oh, what? I just, You're not I right-handed then. I just always oh, have. We have, we have learned something right here. That is. I always have, and I never, I can't do it with my right. That's fucking You are not right-handed, bro. You heathen. <laughs> You're a left-handed guy who writes with his right hand. Yeah. <laughs> left-handed guy who does everything except wipe with my right hand. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't have the precision. I look. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say nuts because I you can't guarantee mm. that it's gonna be the right right hand. I don't feel good about it. Though. I don't feel good about either of them. Excellent. Would you rather, Morgs? I'm definitely going with the arm. I just <laughs> yeah. I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't to. face that. Um, right arm, left arm. I could be a lefty. I, I couldn't. 
Yeah. I'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, this day and age with computers and stuff would be fine. No. Uh, I think I'm going to keep uh, keep that chimp ripping your arm off theme with uh, Morgan's <laughs> Would You Rather for the next few. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't, I won't do it again. <laughs> All right. Who wants to, uh, who wants to go next? Yeah, I'll drop oh, you. Okay. Yeah, too slow, bitch. Um, All right, Brad. <laughs> all right. So, if you've ever broken a bone or stubbed your toe, you'll know the feeling of just wanting to cut the fucking offending limb off and be done with it. Have it ripped off my chips. Off. Mm, exactly. <laughs> Obviously, these thoughts are passing, but if you can, for a second, imagine they weren't. Imagine a limb that was so detrimental to your existence that it would be preferable to actually cut the thing off. Well, Paul Freck Morgan doesn't have to. On the 24th of August, 1986, Paul Morgan was involved in the whitest accident ever. A boating <laughs> accident. <laughs> now, he wasn't snapped in twain by the sail boom while sh- swashbuckling the seas. Rather... Morgan lost his balance while towing the boat, falling from the flatbed of the truck, and he was subsequently crushed beneath the trailer and the boat. Oh, no, Bradley. The combined weight mangled his body, and while he miraculously survived, he'd spend the next three months in hospital, enduring multiple surgeries on his spine and legs. When all was said and done, poor Morgan was as good as paralyzed from the waist down. In his own words, the accident partially severed the T12 in his spinal cord. This resulted in partial paralysis from the waist down. Above the knees, he had working quadriceps, adductors and abductors, and medial hamstrings. The paralysis increases below the knees, leading to complete paralysis of the feet. He has feeling all the way to his ankles on the front side of his legs, and a dull sensation on the back side of his legs. Uh, he has no feeling or movement below the ankles. Does his dick work? <sighs> no, it does not. Oh, no. Mm. Uh, well, he Poor needs a God. catheter, so I'm well, guessing... Well, we know what he would have chosen in Morgan's Witcher. Rather. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Being 1986, the best the doctors could manage to help him improve his quality of life was to fit him with leg like ankle braces uh-huh. um, that better facilitated walking and send him on his way. So they didn't really, he was barely able to walk. Um, huh. Large part of it was because his ankles were sort of set solid. I was thinking he was wheelchair about forever. I can't believe no, he's walking. He yeah, limited walking, not, not huge amounts, but he, so when I say he's as good as paralyzed, he would spend a lot of time, you know, sitting wheelchair, but he could walk if necessary. Should get a jetpack? Uh, <laughs> For 15 years, Paul Morgan watched medical technology uh, progress and dreamed of living a somewhat normal life again. He knew he was blessed to have any ability to walk after his horrific accident, but he longed to get back to playing sports, something that the lack of movement in his feet prevented him from doing. In 2001, Morgan saw that prosthetics had had progressed enough that he might have a chance at a normal life. After much, much research, Morgan knew that if he could get an operation to remove his feet uh, and have new prosthetic feet fitted, he would have a chance of being able to walk without braces and possibly even run and participate in sports. Brad, Mm -hmm. I just want to stop you for a second. I just want to tell you how proud I am of you 
for saying prosthetics correctly twice in a row. That's an easy one. What are you talking about? Yeah, prosthetics is easy. Well, he has trouble with PR, not PR. Performance is easy as well, but you know. <laughs> Fuck you, mate. Are you. Is this building up to the guy running in the Olympics and then killing his girlfriend? No, it is not. It's not Oscar Pistorius. Yeah, it's not Oscar Pistorius. I forgot he's there. So that would be a fantastic. If not, Shaman. Paul took uh, this information to his insurance company uh, and Medicaid in the hope that one of them would cover the cost of the operation and the prosthetic fee. To his dismay, both the insurance company and Medicaid saw it as an operation that was unnecessary and refused to cover it. Why should they pay for an operation to significantly improve this guy's life? He can walk. Fuck him. Oh, no. Paul Morgan was not the kind of guy to take this shit lying down. Well, maybe. But (laughs) if they wouldn't pay for it and he couldn't afford it, the former West Point recruit was going to reassess and formulate a strategy. Oh, God. And oh, boy, did he come up with a strategy. Oh, no. On the 21st of July, 2001, Paul Morgan launched the website... Cutoffmyfeet.com. Oh, no. <laughs> he outlined his plan on his website. It's Paul a Morgan, pretty simple plan. <laughs> it's in the title of the website. <laughs> Paul Morgan wants to lead a normal life again. When the accident first happened, the technology was not available for that to happen. While the technology is now available for Paul to lead a better life, the financial burden would be much more than he could afford. Since Paul is on Medicare slash Medicaid, his insurance will not cover the amputation and new prosthetics because it is not deemed a necessary procedure. Paul also receives medical disability and his Medicare does not uh, Medicare plan does not cover the cost of a single catheter bag. Paul doesn't Ooh. want to fight a no-win battle with the insurance and medical communities in the United States. Paul is using this event as a chance to speak out against the lack of care in the medical field and the insurance industry. He strongly believes that this could make Great strides in the much-needed um, medical and insurance reform in the United States. This amputation is simply Paul's way of saying that even though corporate America has refused him, he will get his new prosthetics and improve his quality of life. Paul and his friend Kevin Nicholson came up with the idea to charge the internet access and cut off Paul's feet on the internet. By oh. charging a small fee for webcam access... Paul oh, raised the money no. he needs for operations, prosthetics, and rehabilitation. No, <laughs> was this like? Imagine yes. if this was like a few months before Kickstarter or GoFundMe <laughs> launched, <laughs> and he was like, "Ah, oh, it turns out there was an easier way." <laughs> yes, Paul Morgan intended to amputate his own feet live on the internet and charge people a small fee to view the webcam footage. Brilliant. Just the sort of shit you would expect on the internet during its Wild West heyday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Many people initially thought that the whole idea was a hoax or a scam, but Morgan was happy to alleviate people's concerns and even set up an FAQ on his website. Through this, Morgan conveyed that he intended to cut off his feet with a homemade guillotine oh constructed my God. especially for his feet. Guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> He had initially hoped to test it prior with cadavers' legs, but found out that it was illegal to purchase human body parts. Jesus Christ. This so he was just going to roll with it on the day. Holy <laughs> shit. And that finally, he would have medical staff on standby, but would require no sedation or anesthetics on the actual day. What? Oh. <laughs> this guy is nuts. <laughs> to, 
to combat the heavy bleeding that would surely follow the amputation, Paul Morgan had that covered as well. We Just will lift your legs also up be using a Dr. Bovie machine to cauterize the legs. Oh. This, this is the same type of machine that is used in hospitals during amputation. Jesus oh Christ. With no, with no anesthetic or anything. No. Fuck he, oh. he has no feeling and he's uh, like below the ankles. So. Oh, true. true. Yeah, that's I a good point. But it's still going to be a trip to see your legs just get your feet just get chopped clean off. Yeah, no mentally. shit. So how would how much oh. would this once in a lifetime show cost you? Paul Morgan made it very reasonable. Nineteen ninety nine to get access to the webcam. I, Morgan, as, as fucked up as this is, I'd pay that. I would too. Morgan <laughs> and his friends twenty dollars pay per view to watch someone yeah. get their feet chopped off. You wouldn't yes. just wait for it to be uploaded onto Live Leak the next day. <laughs> no, I'd pay. Morgan and his. Morgan and his friends theorized that $100,000 would cover the prosthetics and future surgeries so that they just needed a paltry 5,000 people to pony up the money. When the, we- when, the- when the web got wind of Paul Morgan's idea, it blew up. He was contacted or covered by media outlets everywhere, like BBC, mainstream mm. ones, all over the globe. Uh, and the site, his website, was garnering thousands of unique visitors every day. Paul Morgan even appeared on the Howard Stern show several times to discuss the plan uh, and then to provide progress updates. Based on all the hype, Paul Morgan had anticipated as many as 20,000 people viewing the event scheduled for September 2001. Unfortunate. Um, In August... (laughs) (laughs) 9 a.m. on September 11th. (laughs) It was actually scheduled for the 10th of September. No shit. Yeah. Oh, um, in August, Morgan was contacted by the Mississippi Attorney General, who requested he not go ahead with the amputation <laughs> as it may violate the state's mayhem laws. <laughs> mayhem. <laughs> On top of that, she offered to set him up with an evaluation uh, for an evaluation with surgeons so that they could see what they could do about the operation on the proviso that he didn't go ahead with the amputation. Ah, just but let him that, do it. The people want to see me go Henry VIII on my fucking feet. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Fuck the man. I'm sure he said. Good. September like rolled around, and although Morgan had shut down the attorney, <laughs> had shut down the attorney general, the big chop was delayed because, incredibly, despite thousands upon thousands of unique visitors every day, only twenty people had signed up to watch the actual. Oh event. no. <laughs> How did he not have a donate button? Like, you can pay $20 to watch me get my feet cut off, or you can just donate $20 because you feel bad for me. That's so rude. And I don't want my feet anymore. Have a donate button, bro. fucking lousy dollars. I can't People believe that. People on Kickstarter these days just say something woke or peddle a bullshit <laughs> sub-story and get thousands. Shit, George Floyd, <laughs> George Floyd raised millions and all he did was get murdered. Ah. Oh. My main man, Paul Morgan, was offering a a once-in-a-lifetime show, and he couldn't get any fucking love. To be fair, if he ran this shit show today with the infrastructure we have now, he'd be a millionaire. But alas, it wasn't meant to be. By January, Morgan released another update. He had secured a production crew, EMTs, a live band, and DVD production. (laughs) But corporate lawyers... It's going to be a show. It's going to give the people their money. <laughs> but corporate lawyers would delay They're the production. They're going to play Footloose. Yeah. <laughs> footloose. 
Oh, I wish that was the official song for the stream. That would have been amazing. Uh, but yeah, corporate lawyers were delaying the production as they were talking staff and other companies out of agreed services. So a lot of these people were agreeing to it, then being contacted by their lawyers and saying, hey, don't do this. This is a bad yeah. idea. You could yeah, get no sued. There could be a whole bunch of You could get issues. charged with mayhem. Yeah. You're being an accomplice to mayhem. <laughs> he also stated at that time that the production was coming out of his pocket. As any sign-up money had been placed in escrow, it would not be released until he went through with the amputation, which is, you know, keeping it above board. Yeah, good. As Morgan had lost several investors due to corp- those same corporate lawyers, he also put out a call to any other potential investors to help fund the event, but until that time, it was postponed indefinitely. And that was it. The website expired in 2002, and Paul Freck Morgan would disappear. Oh. The stream and seemingly his amputation would never take place. The greatest show that could have been never was. No. It's like they always say, OP never delivers. <laughs> uh, I just want to give a big shout out to Wang. His YouTube channel was extremely helpful in piecing together this story. And everyone should check it out. That's Wang. W- Wang. H- so there's, there's no update. We don't know how many no feet update. this no guy one has. has heard from him. But, Does he have uh, two feet? Does he got one foot? Presumably, the man was keen on doing it, so it's, it probably happened. It just wasn't done the way that he... Because, I mean, given what we've got now, like Kickstarter and everything like that, he would have been easily able to raise the money now. So Yeah, for sure. My my assumption, I obviously can't confirm it because no one can get in touch with him or whatever, he's either dead or he lopped those things off himself. And uh, just <laughs> Yeah, in another method. Because he would surely come back and... Be like, yo, I'm 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 down to do this again. Yeah, down to clown. We'll make. Oh, he he would make so much money. Like, someone if you're on listening Twitch, out there, Freck, get in yeah. touch. Yeah, get in touch. Absolutely. I'm I'm sure it wouldn't um, be approved by any of those major like funding websites. Like Kickstarter would surely no. kick him off. And- yeah. No, I know, but you think though, Twitch, right? Mm. Or you know YouTube gaming and stuff like that. The the top content creators there like regularly pull down forty thousand, fifty thousand viewers, and like on a big day. Yeah, but they're not they can go like hundred feet. No, what I'm saying is <laughs> the viewership is easily there. Like there's that many people who have time to to do this kind of stuff. You you host it out of your own website. Okay. Um, charge it. Yeah, I'm not saying run it on Twitch. I'm just saying you know host it out of your website. It gets popular again. You know you can easily pull. 10, 15,000 people. I would imagine you would have a more of an issue running a stream like that because it would be so popular, like server right. capacity. And I'll tell you streaming. what, let's, let's test this out. If this episode gets 10,000 listens in the first week <laughs> of it being <laughs> uploaded, we'll, we'll cut our feet off, all, all three of us. Six feet. No, we'll cut incorrect. Them off. incorrect. Cut them off live on camera. Happen. No. I'm no, going to no, be no. missing it's, an it's arm different. and now I'm going to be missing two feet. If you set up a website and you're legitimately going to cut off your feet, it will garner yeah. interest. We're going to do it. Us saying, oh, we're going to do it. That's not, that's not the same thing and you know Why? it. Why? We're going to do it. You know, it, it is not the same thing and you know it. Why not? Well, if we're going to do it. You're being disingenuous. I'm not. You, he would easily pull we'll that kind of We'll make an episode out of it. I'll do a review of What if he did the first one foot in one week? To get people to prove he's going to do it, and then do the second foot the next week. Business. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cut off some toes. Yeah. Exactly. 
As a threat to the rest of his foot. <laughs> he should it's actually he should actually um, go to Hollywood and uh, volunteer his feet for a movie scene. It'd yeah. be the most realistic torture scene of all time because it's real. Whoa. Yeah. Shit, I've that's seen, not a bad idea. I've seen scenes where people get their toes cut off with, um, what do you call him? Garden like, shears or whatever? Yeah. yeah like tin snips or something like that. Was that in uh, Prison Break, actually? Prison Break, yeah. 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 But, could have done it for reals. Yeah, well, I mean, like Cannibal Holocaust style or whatever it was. Mm. Ugh. Yeah. It wasn't actual people, but, you know, like real monkeys and real Yeah, he should, he should cut his feet off and let someone eat them. Well, actually, it's funny. Um, one of the FAQs is, what do you want to do with your feet afterwards? And he was like, well, seeing as how I can't sell them, because he initially wanted to auction off his feet. Oh, oh who's going to buy them? <laughs> I would be surprised. <laughs> um, but then he was like, okay, well, seeing as how I can't auction them off to make you know, more capital, uh, he said, I want to freeze them so that you know maybe one day medical science can reattach them and they'll work. Because <laughs> technically there's nothing wrong with them. It's the, the issues with his spine. All right, one million listens in the first week. No. After we cut our feet off, we'll sell them. <laughs> there is something <laughs> fucking wrong with you, mate. Uh, I'll get working on the guillotine. Yeah. Anyway, I thought he was a bit of a wild card, Mr. Uh, Mr. Oh, yeah, Morgan. absolutely. Massive wild card. It was back in the good old days of the internet where you could do some serious shit. Yeah, I, I, like I 100% believe that he would have done it as well if he'd been able to secure the funding. Mm. Ah, sounds Which like is, he's going to. Uh, yeah, we missed out. I just think that as a collective, we needed to be better for that man, so that I could <laughs> see footage of someone getting their feet cut off. Just the you would, morbid curiosity. You'd watch that. I would. You would definitely watch that. Yeah, there'd be a live band playing and shit. It would be fun, not <laughs> negative. It should be. It'll be funny to see if like blood spurts out like in Monty Python, where it's yeah. coming yeah. like we could like, answer um, some serious scientific questions, but yeah. instead we we lost out as a as a. A species we lost out. That's right. We're worse off as a race mm. now. Mm. Mm. Fucking regulations. I know. Mayhem. State mayhem. Laws. Fuck you. The only mayhem is telling someone they can't cut off their feet. What sort yeah. of free country is this? Uh, this, is, this is why... They're my fucking feet. I can cut them off if I want to cut them off. This is why I'm a libertarian, <laughs> because... <laughs> how, can it, how can you make it illegal for someone to cut their own feet off? That's ridiculous. Exactly. I'm with you 100%. If you want to cut your feet off, that's your choice. There, there What's are next? Do a license to make toast in your own toaster? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are people that do that. Though, that they think like, yeah, um, they shouldn't have a leg or something, and they get mm. amputated. Yeah, like they, it's a mental they illness. romanticize the idea, and they usually have to go to like a third world country to get performed. Yep. Um, <laughs> you did that on purpose, Brad. You thought about that before you said it. I don't know what you're talking about. Piece um, of shit. But, yeah, usually they have to, you know, like, Mexico or, like, somewhere yeah. in Southeast Asia. You know, Brad, a lot of people go to um, Thailand and get legless. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite the same thing, I don't think. All right. This is All right, okay. This is getting okay. silly. Okay. Um, I wanted to talk about Wayfair this week, uh, but it oh. turns out... That the related conspiracy theory is provably false. Oh, uh, really? Which sort of took the wind out of my sails. Brad, I That's know you were looking forward to learning well, about I it. Deliberately didn't because, look yeah, it up. Because I told you specifically not 
to look into it because I wanted to get your organic reaction when I spoke about it. Yeah, I know, um, I'm But that was when I held the misconception that there was a real story there. Yeah. To sate your mm. curiosity, though, I will quickly yeah. run over what I'm talking about when I say I wanted to talk about Wayfair. Okay. There is a conspiracy theory that has popped up in the last week or so as of recording that a US-based furniture company called Wayfair is actually a front for child sex trafficking. Uh, Wayfair sell very expensive industrial cabinets in the ten dollars to $15,000 price range. There is absolutely no reason why they should be that expensive. There's nothing special about them. They're not that big. Um... And I have a theory on why they're so expensive, but the overinflated price is what got one Reddit poster curious in the first place. The other odd thing about Wayfair cabinets is that they all have very uncommon names. Uncommon girls' names. Names like Samia, Yaritza, and Naraya. That is unusual. What's interesting about these names is that when you Google them, you find missing persons reports for young teenagers with those names. All right, now that's starting to get unusual, yeah. Very uncommon names. Why would a line of massively overpriced industrial furniture share names with missing children? In a post-Epstein world, child sex trafficking is the obvious answer. Well, I mean, what, see, the... The assumption here is that they're not actually selling cabinets, they're selling girls with those yeah, names. Yeah, it's just you put in the order for the cabinet with that name and they send yeah. you the girl instead, yeah. And then, like, do they do they still send you the cabinet with the girl in it? Or? I mean, for that price, probably yeah, not. Yeah, I'd want the cabinet. I, I assume a human is pretty expensive. All right, um, there's other various bits of fluff that all seem to point to nefarious activity, and it's certainly fun to think about. But the key piece of information is that none of the kids from the missing persons reports are still missing. And in fact, many of them have made posts on social media addressing the topic. Mm. So they've already been purchased, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, luckily it's a rental service. Yeah. yeah okay. No, I'm just thinking, like, I, that's how I'd cover my tracks if I'd bought a person, make them make a fake social media post. Oh, saying, okay. oh no, I've been recovered. <laughs> but... Mm-hmm. That got me thinking. That's a pretty big misconception that a lot of people have bought into. What are some other commonly held misconceptions? So that's going to be the rest of my segment. I'm going to list some common misconceptions. Okay. You may have heard that the Great Wall of China is the only man-made structure visible from space. There are actually heaps of man-made structures visible from space, and the Great Wall of China is not one of them. Oh, Vikings did not have horns on their helmets. Having a giant pair of handles on your head for your enemy to grab or knock your helmet off would be really fucking stupid. Hang on, hang on. Mm. on. I'm still getting over the Great Wall thing here. Yeah. Doesn't, isn't anything technically visible from space if you have, like, a zoom function? Yeah, but... <laughs> Is it naked eye okay, visible yes. from space? So, yeah, naked eye visible from space. Okay, okay, okay. I just want to make the distinction. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, Chameleons don't change colour to camouflage themselves They do it to regulate their body temperature And to communicate with each other Well that's stupid Yeah I know No I get the communication But surely it's for (laughs) camouflage as well No it's not Maybe they're not afraid Barry's looking a bit hot He's turned blue You know (laughs) Why would blue be the hot colour? I don't know 
why would they not use it for camouflage and for temperature regulation? Listen, I don't make the rules, all right? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> telling don't you. Don't laugh at my I'm just, I'm just, I'm just busting myths. I'm just, that's right. Mate, I'm just adding and telling, fucking dropping truth bombs. Lizard that doesn't use it for camouflage. Rest in peace, uh, Grant Imahara, speaking yes, of busting that is. myths. Yeah, that was sad. F's in the chat. F's in the chat for Mr. Imahara. Uh, cutting a worm in half will not make two worms. At best, don't you fucking lie to me. Don't at you best, fucking lie to me. One short worm, and at worst, one dead worm. Mm. I've sent so many <laughs> creatures to their death. <laughs> I, I thought I was increasing their numbers. <laughs> our fingernails and hair do not keep growing after we die. It just looks that way because our skin recedes as we dry out. That oh. makes sense. This one's a big uh, bugbear of mine because I used to hear it a lot in my former profession and I knew it wasn't true and people didn't believe me. Letting cold beer warm up does not make it go bad. Ultraviolet light makes beer go bad, which is why it usually comes in brown or green bottles. (laughs) The amount of times beer is brewed cold and then it's bottled and it's left to warm up and then it might go in a fridge on the way to the store, like a refrigerated truck, and then it's let warm up again, and then they put it in the cool room, and then they bring it back out again. The amount of times it gets warm and cold, it doesn't... Temperature doesn't change the... It doesn't make it scope. Calm down. Calm down. That's past. It's it's over. You don't have to worry about it anymore. The big, fat, bald guy is not the Buddha. It's Budai. The Buddha, Siddhartha, was of average build. Mm. Wait, What? Yeah. He's saying yeah. We, we, we've been the, lied to the our Buddhist entire statue. lives. It's a misconception, Brad. It's a, a common misconception. Slaves did not build the pyramids. They were free men and they got paid and they even got the honour of being buried next to the pyramids when they died. Prove it. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows that. What are you talking about? It wasn't documented. Get fucked. Yes, Go fuck was. yourself. It Go is documented. <laughs> Get fucked. <laughs> What are you talking about? Morgan likes the idea that slaves built that pyramid. He doesn't want to. <laughs> no, it's just a misconception. You'd be like, well, actually, the current theory is not it's been proven. It is documented. Bullshit. They <laughs> don't even know how they did it. <laughs> yes, they do. No, they don't. That's they a myth as they... well that they don't know how it was done. They, they don't know how they were able to carry those, um, you know, sandstone slopes. Uh, cubes for so long. Slopes. What? Slopes. They pushed her off slopes. No, oh, how they were able to drag them. You're talking them as about as Asian as people. Oh, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> All right, this not a falcon. Is not a bald eagle. It's a red-tailed oh. hawk. Uh-huh. This is a bald eagle. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Yeah. yeah, slightly lemur. Country music has lied to me. <laughs> Uh, sunflowers do not always face the sun. They always face east. What? You should call yeah, them east flowers. East. Well, they just grow facing east, don't they? Do they, they yeah, should call them east, east flowers, am I right? Listen, I'm not here with facts. I'm here with anti-facts, okay? Okay. Lightning has absolutely no qualms with striking the same place more than once. Bullshit. That's what lightning rods are for. Mm. But not the Diamonds. same place on the lightning rods. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Diamonds are not super compressed coal. 
Coal is fossilized plant matter, and most diamonds predate the appearance of plants on our planet. What are they then? They're he doesn't have answers. I don't know, Brad. Stop asking me. It's just telling you what this shit isn't, not what it you is. You can't just drop this shit on me and not have <laughs> answers. It's too much. My whole work life is just being fucking torn apart in front of me. Cracking your knuckles <laughs> does not give you arthritis. Yeah, I know that. I asked the doctor just to piss my mum off. Yeah. Chewing gum does not stay in your stomach for seven years. If you swallow it, it comes out the other end just like everything else. Yes, correct. The daddy long legs does not have the most powerful venom of any spider. That honor goes to the Brazilian wandering spider. The daddy long legs, in fact, has quite weak venom. Ostriches don't bury their heads in the sand to hide from danger. They're basically velociraptors. What do they have to be scared of? Fuck you. <laughs> what? Don't ask him why they why they do it. He doesn't know. Just they don't. Why. They he just don't knows do why it. They don't. They, they don't bury their heads in the sands at all. They don't do it. I've seen um, cartoons like them that say otherwise. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Fuck you. you just just not happy. You just gonna shit on my child. A frog will not let itself be boiled alive if you raise the temperature slowly enough. The experiment Trust that proved this. <laughs> Used frogs that had been lobotomized. Well, that's not a very good test. Animal, <laughs> no, I know, it's it? not a good experiment. <laughs> the seeds are not the spiciest part of a chili. It's actually the pith, which is the white part that the seeds are attached to. Same thing. Yeah. Not really. It's a technicality. Uh, Get fucked. It yeah, does not yeah. state anywhere in the Bible that the forbidden fruit was an apple. Of course it was. What else would it be? Literally any fruit. It just says fruit. Yeah, but I've seen a picture. The colour red does not make bulls angry. Cows are red-green colourblind, so they can't even see the colour red. Mm. Just think it's more grass. The woolly mammoth and the saber-toothed tiger did not exist at the same time as dinosaurs, despite what Power Rangers taught us. Uh, And Flintstones. Waking a sleepwalker is not dangerous. Eating before swimming does not cause cramps. Carrots do not improve our eyesight. That's British World War II propaganda. Sherlock Holmes never said elementary, my dear Watson. Captain Kirk never said beam me up, Scotty. Nobody said play it again, Sam, in Casablanca. Darth Vader never said Luke, I am your father. And Hannibal Lecter never said hello, Clarice, in Silence of the Lambs. Dude, I'd said that last week. Did you? you can't take that one from me. Yeah, oh, I, did. I remember that, yeah. I was going to do the play it again, Sam, but I turned it into a joke where, because uh, I was going to do the Casablanca misquote, and I chose to say that the misquote was, um, frankly, my dear, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, sorry, am I interrupting? No, I'm, I'm trying to make this segment interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> fuck you guys. I think... Yeah. Uh, it's a common misconception that Brad and Morgan aren't pieces of shit. Oh, no, no. You guys tell me I'm a piece of shit pretty regularly. I think there's a misconception there at all. You should, how did you not have the actual answers? You're like, this isn't true. And it's like, well, what is? And you're like, how am I supposed to <laughs> Oh, hmm. hang on. Which, which, ones, which ones specifically are you talking about? I could probably think of the answer. I don't know. What was the one that uh, we asked you about? And you said, you don't know. <laughs> What, how do sunflowers know which way is east? I don't fucking no. know. No one knows that. No, it wasn't that one. 
Hey, clearly they have compasses, but... Um, oh, what are diamonds? No. <laughs> yeah, diamonds. Okay, what are diamonds? Yeah, go ahead then. If they're not compressed carbon. They're com- like they are compressed carbon. They're not compressed coal. Coal oh. is carbon, isn't it? Well, it's not pure carbon. It's carbon-based, but nearly everything on this planet's carbon-based. Hey, I am. That is... All right. Just fuck you. Lockdown, how do you feel about diamonds? Uh, they are a girl's best friend. Now, I, I don't like diamonds. I don't like the commercial push for them. But I am the married beers. to a woman who would not have accepted uh, an engagement ring that were not a diamond, I don't think. So uh, I had to buy one Interesting. anyway. Mm. Did you know that if I have a synthetic diamond mm. and a naturally occurring diamond... Cut into the same shape. You can, there's yeah. there's no way absolutely to, no, no way, way to tell, to tell them. Apart. them apart. Yeah, yeah. So if you took it to the world's foremost diamond expert and said which one's the synthetic one, yeah, he would they couldn't tell. Couldn't tell. But you know, synthetic ones cost like a third of the price of oh, absolutely yeah. synthetic ones. all the way. Yep. Fuck yours. And I think I'm not a chick, but I think personally, there's something more exquisite about humans being able to recreate something like this, <laughs> I think that's more impressive than finding something that was just shot up through a volcano. Like, who put that there? Fuck. I agree. That I agree. I'm with you 100% on that. Look, you I can think just it's more say impressive. that you're a ass. It's fine. Don't, don't play it up like, oh, the, the power of technology. It's a pair of humans. the price. It's exactly the same. Why would I try pay three times the price for the same fucking project? Oh, uh, yeah, you. there's that too. Yeah. Don't, 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 oh, the power of humans. Fuck this shit. It's just stupid. It looks the same. It walks like a duck. It quacks like a duck. It's a fucking duck. At a third of the cost. <laughs> it's a red-tailed hawk, actually. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay, well, you get back to us when you propose to your girlfriend, Red. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She doesn't even want a diamond as well. I think which is stupid. Because she wants, like, a Yellowstone, which I just think is, yeah. That's good. She wants to go to Yellowstone. But you can't grow those in a lab, so I'll probably have to pay full price for it, which is devastating. Probably still less than a diamond. <laughs> yeah, Did you say yeah. you can't grow it in a lab? Yeah. Put it in soil and you water it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they refer to them as lab-grown, even though they're not technically grown. <laughs> I, really? don't think they, yeah. I don't think they do. It's a, it's it's a common misconception that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. can grow yeah. stones. I've had enough of this shit. Uh, anyway. Uh, Brad, do you want to finish us off with the power rankings? I would love to. Brad, power rankings. All right, boys. This week, top five body parts I'd freck off. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> you like that? So yeah. that's chop off with a guillotine live on the internet. Well, okay, yeah. I, I was... More going for the pun, but it was more just removed because you'll see you can't just cut these body parts off with a guillotine, oh, okay. unfortunately. All right. Uh, mm. So, obviously, starting at number five, working way up to number one, standard format. All right. Nice. All right. So, number five, toes. Yep. What? I've seen people who've lost their toes and had them amputated and they're all sad. Woe is me. I don't have my fleshy foot fingers anymore. I say, cheer the fuck up, Charlie. You don't have to worry about chair legs, bed frames, shit, any solid surface ever again. (laughs) Stubbing your toe is one of the greatest pains known to humankind. Why does it 
hurt that fucking bat? <laughs> what possible biological reason can there be for that? Fuck you, evolution, for the cruelest trick since a hyena's vagina. <laughs> Google it. You know I'm fucking right. Uh, I'm uh, not Googling that. Zero I, chance. I'd, I'd happily get rid of my toes. I think they're yeah. pointless. Can like, they well, help you balance? Ah, we're no, wearing shoes them. everywhere, though. Yeah. You don't really use any toes for that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure your toes, because they're the part of your foot that bends. Look, uh, hey. you know, it's not number I one. Think you guys are it's wrong. not number one because of that reason, right? But still. Number four. More trouble than Al- I'm worth. <laughs> I keep falling over, but at least I'm not stubbing my toe. <laughs> you can learn to walk without them. Number four. Elbows. I know we need uh, them to yeah. bend our arms and shit, so they get points for that. But if I ever have to hear someone say, oh, you're, you hit your funny bone, it's not very funny, is it? Again, <laughs> I will fucking kill someone. I don't know. Who thought it was a good idea to give it the name Funny Bone, but if they haven't already perished, they're on the fucking list too. It'd be worth not being able to reach my face ever again not to hear that stupid fucking joke. It's like being stuck watching Amy Schumer reruns, except you never know when they're coming, and it's always immediately after you're in pain. That's why it's funny. That's what makes it funny. Oh, it's funny to the person who says it, but not the person who receives it. Do you say it, right? Oh, absolutely, 100%. But... When I'm the one who's just smashed my elbow on something, it's like, oh, you funny, it's not very funny. I'm like, mm-mm. Nah. Oh, hitting your elbow really, really sucks. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. Fucking painful. Number three, uvula. I already have a nutsack. Why would I need one in the back of my throat? Anyone who had a few too many brews and smashed darts like a fiend knows what I'm talking about the next morning. Uh-huh. I don't know how or why, but this thing can swell up and almost teabag you to death. <laughs> I don't know about you, but death by my own throat nutsack is not what I want on my tombstone. So at this point, it's me or him. I, uh, When I was a kid, when I got my tonsils out, I was still in hospital. My uvula actually did swell up and nearly teabag me to death. Yeah. It was like... it. it Honestly, it got like a few centimeters long, and I was like choking on it. The, the, I, you know, they had to call the nurses and doctors yeah, and shit. They sprayed cocaine down my throat to make it uh, go back to normal size. Medical cocaine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Addicted ever since. Fun facts. That's a that's a contact context fact with Lachlan. Mm. Uh, I got morphine once in hospital. It was awesome. Oh, morphine <laughs> is great. <laughs> See, I had Norvina made me feel nauseous, but it also made me not give a fuck that I was in pain. Didn't get rid exactly. of Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's interesting. Anyway, number two, nose. <laughs> All my hay fever sufferers, I got you, fam. <laughs> Shit, even if you don't have hay fever, just a runny nose, it makes you want to tear this cunt off and throw it. Sure, I get it. Most of the time your nose opens you to a world of olfactory sensations, but let's be real here. When you're in the middle of a bout of hay fever or a runny nose, you know it's just not fucking worth it. <laughs> Super. Would you uh, would you cut off your nose, Brad? To spite my face, absolutely. Oh, come on. Come on. You knew, you knew what I was setting myself up for. You couldn't, couldn't let me have it, could you? No, I couldn't. I'm not going to just love them up for you. Fuck you. Anyway. Number one. So rude. Which is kind of funny that you had your morgues with your brother earlier. But number one, testicles. Lads, what? am I right? 
No. Why Why are they on the outside? Can't we just have oh, something... Actually, yeah, that's a good point. Accidentally sit on them? You know, someone sack taps oh. you. I've been hit in the ball so hard I throw up. It's like a vomit <laughs> button on the outside of your legs. But on the outside of your body. Why would... Why? Just fucking why? Why would you put something that sensitive in such a an exposed area? Okay, so it's not about getting rid of them. It's just about relocating them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, okay. given having them and not having them in the position that they are, I would like it removed. You know what I mean? So why didn't mm-hmm. you pick having your nuts ripped off by a chimp then? I did. Did you? Oh, yeah, true. true facts. True facts. But yeah. what I'm saying is it, nuts, they are they're in just a precarious position. Don't and- make any sense. I have had my fair share of, yeah, uh, testicle trauma in my life. And it's something that girls don't understand. Like, it's like a sinking feeling in your stomach and it stays for a long time. And, you know, even if I get hit in the nuts, Shannon will look at me and be like, oh, did that hurt? And I say to her, like, I'm not sure. I've got to wait 10 seconds. It doesn't doesn't hurt at first. It comes. It comes later. It takes like 10 or 15 seconds to yep. hit in and then it builds and builds and builds and you don't know when it's going to stop. Sometimes yeah. it just builds for like a minute and then you're just in agony. It's terrible. I remember one time I was playing tennis and somehow the ball just made a beeline and just hit my left uh, nut, which is about twice as big as my right nut, just smacked it. And it was just like, I was like, oh, this isn't good. It didn't hurt, but I was like, this is going to hurt. Yeah. And yeah. Ten seconds later, it started, and then for about half an hour, I was just like, oh, almost I, It was I terrible. Sat on one of my nuts earlier today, and it was oh, horrible. Oh. The, the, the worst part is that that delay there, where you've got yeah. you know just enough time to set your affairs in order and know that you're going to be <laughs> absolutely fucked. Right, your last will and testament, and then yeah. you go down like a second shit. Every every group of guys goes through a phase where they all sack tap each other. Mm. Yeah, it's not fun. It's not it's not fun for anyone. No one enjoys it. But the first person who does it probably needs to be executed because mm. it's evil. Yeah, once but you start it, you know you're going to get it back. The most most brutal sack tap I've ever seen was when we were in high school. Yeah, um, and we'd just been to. P and we'd been playing tennis. We got off the bus, you know, walking in, and I can't remember who it was, but I know who got sack tap because I'll never remember. The, I'll never forget the reaction. And it was <laughs> so they were they were walking. Is yeah, you know the socially awkward. Do you know the I'm talking about? Whoops, no, yeah. Anyway, and he was walking back, and someone dropped down on one knee in front of him, and it wasn't so much a sack tap as it was, it was using it as just. As a punch, yeah. It was like an uppercut into the yeah. nuts. I remember. And he just punched him, and he just went down. Like, he I've collapsed. never seen him. Lost all use of any faculty of his body. Just Dropped went. like a sack of shit. And it was brutal. Like, didn't even protect his face. He just went down. Yeah. It was, a, like, I would not want to be in that position in a million years, but good God, was it funny everyone? Everyone who saw it felt the pain secondhand. Yeah. It was it was brutal. It was just the worst. But at the same time, so fucking funny. Like I've never seen someone who just gave up on protecting any part of their body <laughs> apart from their testicles. What's <laughs> God? I don't think I saw this. Uh, I think oh, I missed no. out. <laughs> 
It was brutal. It was so brutal. Like the get on the knee and then just yeah, bang. You couldn't. You couldn't even feel good about it seeing it because it was. <laughs> it was so cruel. You hate to see it. Yeah, it was, <laughs> that's right. Well, it's like thirteen years later, and I still remember it like it happened yesterday. He probably it can't leaves have an kids. impression. He probably can't who did it. I actually don't remember who it was. Yeah, I don't either. But I remember who it happened to. Yeah, because I remember of those it uh, if you if you or someone you know know who it was, please uh please write in. We, yeah, we'd I'll, love I'll to send uh, your own uh, nut sack cap <laughs> stories. I mean we'd yeah. love to hear about them. They're always uh brutal but Yeah. You know. I used to I used to enjoy watching videos of people getting their nuts hit on YouTube and stuff <laughs> like that. But I don't I don't know when it stopped or when it changed, but I can't watch them anymore. It just I feel it the pain vicariously. Like yeah. I can't watch it anymore, but I used to watch it and just think it was hilarious mm. when a skateboarder like hits the rails and hits his nuts, or when somebody oh. like throws something and. Oh, I remember. Yeah, like, we used to watch that show called Scarred. Do you remember that? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh. Scarred with Jacoby yeah, Shaddix. Uh, yeah, Shaddix. Yeah, and I remember there was one time that you were watching it, and the dude's like, uh, I think he he was snowboarding or something, and he just fell on his yes. nuts on the rail. Yes. And you've lost Ooh. it because you thought it was the funniest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> Part of me felt bad for it, but you were just—you were like a maniacal sociopath. It's, um, that's a problem with his kind of empathy. person. They lack empathy. <laughs> I feel like I've got too much of it now. Yeah. <laughs> You're emulating too much Over- of it anyway. <laughs> Overcorrected. Yeah. yeah, maybe. It all came all right. Well, yeah. good app. I, I've had fun. Good episode, yeah. I think. Uh, and uh, listeners, please let us know if you think it was a good episode. We would love to hear your thoughts. But thank you for listening, and uh, please share this with your friends. And we'll we'll catch you <laughs> next week. Well done.